재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Good morning and welcome to the bookend on TBS EFM 101.3 in the heart of Seoul, GFN 98.7 in Gwangju and 93.7 in Yeosu. It's Sunday, November 1st, 2015 and I'm your host, Jamie Chang. We'll begin, as always, with news from the world of literature with our Helen Cho, followed by this week's roundtable, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon, a book for young adults. Taewon Kim and Harriet Han will be this week's panelists. And for today's first chapter, since it was Halloween last night, I'll read from Pyeon Aeyong's Tongjorim Gongjang, or The Canning Factory. November has begun. We are on our way to late autumn, which is a big symbol of death and parting for us literary types. So for today's music, we'll play comforting songs that will hold you as you confront your loneliness and mortality on this, the morning after Halloween. Starting with none other than the Carpenters singing Close to You. Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator. Hi, Helen. Hello, how are you today? Good, how are you? I am very good, thank you. Are you facing your loneliness and mortality? Oh, I am very much indeed, yes. You're definitely a literary type. (laughs) Yes. So what do you want to talk about today? Let's start with the most exciting news. Yes, I am delighted to share this news with our listeners today. A novelist Kim Jung-yuk has recently been awarded the 2015 Dongin Literature Prize for his short story collection Embracing with Fake Arms or Katja Palo Hanen Pong. Congratulations, Kim Jung-yuk. Yes, indeed. So he's one of the most unique and popular young voices in the Korean literary community today. Before we discuss the winning title, Embracing with Fake Arms, that was the title, right? Mm-hmm. Let's remind our listeners about who he is. Well, Kim Jung-young is definitely one of the popular young voices in Korean literature today. Mm-hmm. Um, soon after he made his literary debut, he proved himself as one of the writers who will build the future of Korean literature. So with the publication of titles like Penguin News in 2006 mm-hmm. and the Library of Musical Instruments in 2008, mm-hmm. he firmly established himself as a noteworthy writer. Mm-hmm. 
And he seems to be a really interesting person as well. He has a very diverse CV. He um, wrote professional book reviews for an online bookstore um, or wrote Music Holland for a pop culture magazine. He even wrote for a restaurant industry magazine wow. before he became a writer. Mm-hmm. So he spent some time in journalism. But then he also has a wide range of interests. Um, he's interested in movies, music and food. So mm-hmm. I like those three things as well. <laughs> And he's also um, very much interested in drawing and cartoons. Um, he drew his own illustrations for his story collections, and he works freelance as a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Well, Kim Jung-yeok, if you're listening, Helen is also into music, movies, and food, so you guys should be friends. But let's talk <laughs> about his works. What sets him apart from other Korean writers? Well, in terms of what he writes about and how, um, his short stories are distinctive for being on the outer fringe of Korea's mainstream literature. So his creative style is very much characterized by a strong attachment to various um, items uh, that he thinks are going to be obsolete. Mm -hmm. So he talks about the typewriter, Mm -hmm. bicycle and record player for things like that. Bicycles are are heading for obsolescence? Well, I guess the day will come when we no longer travel on bicycles. I thought bicycles were (laughs) making a comeback. I don't know. We should ask okay. um, we Kim Hoon. Yes, we should ask. Oh, yeah. that's right. Kim Hoon likes bicycles. Yes. Right. So all throughout his works, he has this obsessive, um, you know, mania-like focus on objects. So he mm-hmm. pays very close attention to various articles. And this is actually what sets him apart from other Korean writers, mm-hmm. since a majority of Korean novelists tend to emphasize the details of their characters. Mm. So if you are tired of the characterization or the tension to different characters mm-hmm. in Korean literature, then Kim Jun-hyuk is the author that you want to go for and discover. Mm -hmm. So you can almost say that he's trying to open up a new dimension of fiction in Korean literature. It almost sounds like he treats the the objects like characters in some ways. Mm -hmm. But also that is not to say that his characters are not interesting. You Mm -hmm. know, his characters have very unusual personalities or sometimes Mm -hmm. very rare, very weird jobs. (laughs) So for example, we have a conceptual inventor Uh who confines himself. What is that? um, This conceptual inventor goes and confines himself underground and just invents useless concepts one after another. Mm-hmm. And so writes about trivial objects, unusual people, and even unseen music. And he tries to remind us of the warmth and importance of analog sensibilities mm-hmm. in this digital age that we live in. Mm-hmm. Like handwritten letters? Yes, very much so. So of his works that you have read, which one is your favorite? I really liked um, his third full-length novel that came out last year. It's called Your Shadow is Monday or Tangjine Kudim Janen Woryoil. And this is an American-style detective story with a distinctive Korean flavor. And one of the critics actually called it an affectionate tribute to Raymond Chandler. And I do Mm. like Raymond Chandler, so Mm. there we go. Mm. And what we have is a detective named Kudongji, that's the novel's protagonist, who reminds us of um, Philip Marlowe in so many ways. He's cynical, he's quiet, he Mm -hmm. used to be in the police force. 
And um, although the tone and the mood of the book is really dark and chilling overall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is um, humor here and there, I mm-hmm. think, that really brings out the author's unique imagination. The dark, chilling sort of humor? Yes, or well, Halloween mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> and um, Kudongchi, I talked about people with unusual jobs before, and mm-hmm. Kudongchi works as a deleter. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean he deletes things like diaries, letters, hard disks that people do not mm-hmm. Wish to leave behind after their death, mm-hmm. so he, his clients want to control the way they will be remembered after they're gone. Mm-hmm. So I mean that makes you think about the question of like how would you want to you know, what what would you want to delete the most before mm-hmm. you die? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, um, the poems I wrote in college, I would like to delete before I die. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Helen? I think um, I have to delete my travel diaries because they're so fantastically pretentious. <laughs> 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 Most okay. of my entries start with, so here I am, dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. <laughs> where was the place where you were most pretentious? I think it was, there was one time when I was in Mongolia sitting on the steps and just <laughs> gazing at the sunset to thinking, uh-huh. this is the greatest <laughs> moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Well, we'll, we'll call Kudongchi and let him know. Yes. Yes. Which other work by Kim Jung-hyuk would you like to recommend to our listeners? And what non-fiction writing from Kim Jung-hyuk is also definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, his book Made in Factories or Made in Gongjang is a collection of essays um, written based on the author's um, experience of wandering around different factories. Mm-hmm. So he went to all these places um, where they produced soy sauce, paper, bags, beer, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Did so, he actually work in these factories or did he just visit? Oh, no, he just went around to explore the different places, uh-huh. different factories. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and very he, interesting. Yes, right. and he wrote about what he learned, what he saw, and what he realized, you know, and just um, in terms of time and people from this experience. And so in the end, you know, what he finds in factories, interestingly, is people rather than different objects that he went there to search mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, for our first chapter today, we're reading... An excerpt from Pyongyang's Tongjorim Gongjang, which mm. is the canning factory. It's about places where canned goods are produced. So I think it's a, it's a coincidence, but it's a great coincidence. If you're interested, stay tuned and listen to the excerpt. Now let's turn to the title that won him this year's Tongin Literature Prize, Embracing with Fake Arms. What can you tell us about this piece? Well, this is the fourth collection of short stories from Kim Jung-hyuk. And this is all about love, oh. but not the kind of love that you would expect. But the Did love... I sound too <laughs> disappointed just then? Well, author actually calls it um, his first collection of love stories. Mm-hmm. But the love you find in this collection um, is explored and narrated in quintessentially Kim Jong-hyuk's style. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back to what I mean by that in just a moment. So the eight stories in this collection include Yo-Yo, which won the Yo-Sok Literature Award. And they are just far from sweet and sentimental. So they're not at all what you normally expect from a book about love and relationships. Mm-hmm. So and um, what we have instead is a love that has finished or love that's about to begin or some type of broken, twisted or hurt love. Mm-hmm. That's more like it. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so in a newspaper interview about this book that the author gave recently, he explained that as far as he was concerned, I quote, love is not about two people becoming one, but rather it's about individuals trying to find out about each other and failing in the end. So mm-hmm. as far as he's concerned, you know, 
know, love is a very lonely experience. Mm-hmm. And also in terms of style, because this book is about people in love um, or falling out of love, this marks a departure from his previous style where he focused very much on articles and things. Mm-hmm. So this book um, actually gives him an opportunity to explore human relationships and ah, emotions. Okay. This might be the reason why he chose to list the names of all the characters in the author's preface. Mm-hmm. What do you mean um, list all the names of the characters in the Author's preface. Does he? Is it like a cast list that he posts in yes, the preface, you could like, call like it in that. the beginning of a play? Mm-hmm. So that he wants to remember every person that he writes uh-huh. about or creates uh-huh. in his short stories. Well, that's kind of sweet, actually. Mm, very much so. Mm-hmm. Like you know, list of friends, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's been a while since I read a Korean book about the joys of love and committed relationships. Because earlier you mentioned that when you when you hear about stories that are about love and relationships, you expect it to be sweet. But I think, in my experience with Korean literature mm-hmm. anyway, most of them have been heartbreaking stories about how things didn't work out mm-hmm. in the end. And there's a lot of drinking, crying, and, and so on. Why do you think writers tend to focus on the pain when they write about love these days? I think, um, first of all, when it comes to short stories in Korean literature, I think mm-hmm. you were supposed to write about something dark and sorrowful. What do you mean supposed to? I think that's just how it works. Like short story, short story, short fiction has to be on something that's not so happy. Mm-hmm. And just by nature, I think people are drawn, more drawn to something that's really sad. Uh-huh. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just dark and twisty, but I prefer <laughs> to read about things that happen that don't really work out. Uh-huh. Maybe it, it's the nature of people who like to read short stories. Maybe. So I think in that given, in the limited space that fiction gives you, it does Mm -hmm. create a sense of catharsis in a way. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one who broke Mm -hmm. up. It's easier to sympathize with, I think. Pain is easier to sympathize with than joy. Mm -hmm. Oh, Helen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take it from me anyway. (laughs) Well, let's move on. Yeah. Um, can our English-speaking listeners read any of Kim Jong-hyuk's works? Yes. Um, you can read his short story, The Glass Shield, or Yuri Bangpe. That's been translated by Kevin Oruk. Mm-hmm. And that's included in the fourth series of bilingual edition of Modern Korean Literature from Asia Publishers. And that is a fantastic series, by the mm-hmm. way. Fantastic mm-hmm. collection. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to share with our listeners before you go? Well, the ever-wonderful, the one and only, the LPI <laughs> Korea, the Literature <laughs> Translation Institute of uh-huh. Korea, uh-huh. is hosting the 7th International Translators Conference on November the 6th to the 7th at Ihua University, Women's University, where you teach. Uh-huh. Yes. Yay. So Yay. this year, the theme is how to foster literary translators. Mm. And the two keynote speakers are Duncan Lodge from the British Centre for Literary Translation and Professor Seo Moon from Korean University, Korea University. Mm-hmm. And there will also be a chance to listen to a number of renowned translators, scholars, professionals, all in the field of literary translation. So there will be discussions o- o- across different language groups on the second day, different mm-hmm. seminars. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested, it's free, and you can apply for a place on the LTI Korea's website on its blog. It's mm-hmm. www blog.navr.com forward slash ITLK. So the Translators Conference is mostly going to be 
centered around the education of the next generation of translators, right? For this year, yes, because mm-hmm. the theme is how to foster literary translators. And I think it'd be quite interesting to listen to mm-hmm. like people actually working in the field about mm-hmm. their experience of how they became, you know, how mm-hmm. they were fostered mm-hmm. to become literary translators. Mm-hmm. Are translators fostered, though? Did oh, someone I very foster much you? hope so. I'm taking a course in literary <laughs> translation, so... <laughs> Okay. Well, in addition to great advice for translators who need fostering, like Helen, um, they're giving away free tote bags, right? They're giving away free tote bags and tumblers to people who sign up at the blog. Well, I wasn't going to mention the freebies, actually. (laughs) But that's the best part. Well, that isn't the best part, but that is one of the good parts about the conference. I'm going for the tumbler, by the way. Oh, you are? (laughs) Well, I hope you win. Yes, very much so. Once again, um, that's the LTI Korea 7th International Translators Conference at Iwa Women's University. We're almost out of time. Helen, thank you so much for coming in today. Okay, well, I'll see you same time next week. Yes. Coming up next is today's roundtable, but first, let's listen to another comforting song, Sare sings by your side. Thank you. 